Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Naked Tech Podcast. It's a show that gives you everything you need to know about technology and everything that's going on in the world right now. My name is Jeff Kim. My name is Calvin Lee. And what if, what if we knew what the hell we were doing and you had to record a podcast? That would be some universe, huh? That would be some universe. Uh, how, yes. how long did it take us to figure out how to do this again? <laughs> like three I weeks? we're still going. <laughs> And I stuffed up the intro, but we're going to push on because I couldn't yeah. remember it. And my script wasn't open all the way. I realized as you know I was what? trying to read it. You know what? Time for a new intro. I think that's the universe's way of telling you, Jeff, if you haven't learned it after 171 episodes, you might as well have a new one. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ah, well, how long has it been, Calvin? Oh, Are we still June? in lockdown? Is it June? Was the last time in June or May? Episode I believe we had our freedoms when we uh, started recording. Last yeah, time. I don't remember what freedom tasted like. Freedom tastes like <laughs> raspberry pie. <laughs> so yeah, so we took a we took a break. Um, lots of lots of things were happening: family, work, COVID, lockdowns, lockdowns, and lockdowns. But we're back. So in this episode, we're going to cover um, what Samsung sort of has announced as part of their unpacked 2021 event. But we're also going to talk about a few little things here and there. For example, is Elon trying to take over the world again? Mm. Maybe. I don't know about that statement because, like, I mean, did he ever stop trying to take over That's the world? That's true. That's true. He we're now in uh, to take over the world. We're now in version two. 0.756 of taking over the world and it uh, looks like he's progressed a fair bit so we're going to talk about that as well mm. speaking of taking over the world there may be a new phone f- form factor that might be going a little bit crazy in 2021 and beyond yeah so let's let's take a step back a little bit i th- if i remember correctly i think samsung released the folding phone about three years ago um, and obviously, you know, it had its controversies. The screen was tearing off. The hinges were breaking. I remember you and I sitting on a CNET live cast of someone opening and closing that phone. I think it was a Motorola. Um, and until it cracked. And it, and, and it lasted like 7,000 flips or something. Um, so we've come a very, very long way since, you know, three years ago. Um, and I think now, personally, having looked at all the reviews, looking at the pricing, and looking at the, looking at what people are saying, folding phones are now mainstream. Uh, I think soon you're going to be seeing them in the wild. I have never seen a Samsung folding phone. Well, you know, not because we're locked down, but also yeah, you're not I've in the wild anymore. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a person actually own one. I've seen it in the store. Uh, I've touched it. I played with it but never actually seen someone own one. And I think I'm going to see a lot more of this. Is that what we're measuring? You know, what mainstream is by by that? Yeah, I think people will look at it and go, you know what, I can actually see why a folding phone will add value to my life. And I'm going to buy it. Mm, so there's two types of folding here. So there's the original Z Fold, which is the, it's actually unfolding. Yes. Not folding. And the Z Flip is an actual folding. Yeah. And the best way to help people on the podcast visualize this who haven't seen this yet is the Z Fold is a book. 
the Z Flip is like one of those card business card flipping things that my dad used to have. Um, I mean, ones ones the the Z Flip is a lot cheaper than the Z Fold, uh, but for the first time ever, the Z Fold has come under two thousand US dollars. So it's getting more affordable. And is it Z Z Flip? Is that the is that one thousand US now? So while we're talking about price now, let's all go to everyone's favorite bargain site, Ozbargain, and see what's see what deals you can get, you know, uh, as a pre-order. So if you go to the Samsung Education Store right now, you can buy the Z Fold 5G, 256 gigs for exactly two grand, and you get to buy the Z Flip uh, 256 gigabytes of of memory for a thousand two hundred. So it's about half price. Um, but they're both obviously very, very different devices. And I think one, one really interesting thing about the Fold is Samsung has stopped doing the Note. So Samsung has very much seen the Z Fold as a replacement for the Note, which is going to disappoint a lot of people uh, because, you know, it was a very well-loved phone, even though Note 7 was blowing up left, right, and center. Uh, people still loved it. Uh, good news is I've seen sort of reviews and unboxings of and, and sort of demos of how the S Pen works on the phone and it looks amazing. Now you've got a bigger screen, you have nothing to worry about. Mm. Uh, the only downside is there is no inbuilt way to store the pencil, pen, the S Pen. All right. I'm going to follow that yeah. up with a clip, first clip on our return show. Uh, my CPU is struggling a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. And I'm gonna turn the volume down a little bit first. Uh, this is um, great sound effects. Look out for the sound effects here. We also added an internal spring to act as a shock absorber, automatically reacting to pen pressure. So it smooths and softens any excessive pressure on the tip of the pen. We also increased the display. That's it. What was that noise? What was that sound? That's the sound <laughs> when, when the new nubby little uh, pressurized tip hits the screen, <laughs> apparently. That's just horrible. Samsung's marketing. Um, it is yes. horrible. Now, two, two very different phones. Well, are they very different? Um, I'm going to say, in terms of what's going to be mainstream, I think it's going to be the flip. Yeah, most certainly. Um, I think... With the way mobile apps are being designed now, how many of us really need a tablet on the run these days? Um, during the lockdown, I traded in my S10 Plus for an S21 just to see what, you know, it was a really good price. And I wanted to see what 120 hertz screen uh, would feel like. And I want to see what, you know, how the Samsung build quality has improved over the last couple of years. And it's been really good. So I have the S21 here. Um, it's got a skin on it, obviously, because I dropped my phone like it's hot. Um, it's It's been great. I think 120 hertz screen on mm. phones is a definite must moving forward. Uh, yeah. And every Samsung panel on these phones, all four screens, all have 120 hertz uh, response rates, which is super amazing. Um, and, you know, with the flip, I, I think it solves a lot of problems. I think... It solves the, the issue of the phones getting too big. 
Um, I also am a fan of tall screens. So you can actually put more screen real estate in a form factor that's a lot smaller. You get to keep the cameras. You get to do cool selfies because there's a little screen at the back now that is two inches wide. Um, and it's not expensive. So yeah. I think if you're looking for something quirky that actually is functional now, um, you know, against the iPhone, I think there's a real, you know, I think there's a real challenger on board now. So it definitely will pave the road, uh, you know, even for Apple. I, th I think we both agree they'll do it at some point. Mm -hmm. Now, mm, I wasn't sure if I'm going to play this clip. He's, he's a little dig uh, by, by one of the presenters at the event, which was a couple of weeks ago now, at a, hmm, let's say, a competitor. Every person is unique and has different needs and interests. Our mobile devices should be able to accommodate these different personalities and ways of life. We object to constraints and closed ecosystems as they're slow to innovate. We tear down walls that stifle innovation and force premiums. Yes, force premiums, mm. stifle innovation. Who could this be? Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so let's talk about Apple for a bit and, and and just try to break that sort of dig a little bit. It is kind of true, though. I think from a hardware perspective, Apple hasn't done much at all um, in terms of design. I think what people don't see is, for example, in the iPhone 12 Pro Max, that LiDAR sensor, um, I've seen, for example, like the crew at Quarter Digital use it to scan rooms to create 3D molds of spaces you know, to be used in, you know, Blender and other CGI-related um, you know, situations. I, I think you got to give Apple credit for that. Like, they fit a LiDAR sensor in there. Um, their screens are amazing. Their cameras are amazing. So I think there's a lot mm -hmm. inside that Apple has innovated with, but that form factor hasn't changed in years. Do, do you think there's a chance that, because, you know, it, it does become mainstream and everyone just wants it? And, I mean, I personally can't see a use case right now. Apart from like, yes, you can fold it into a smaller thing that fits better in your pocket, perhaps. You know, these days, yes, I do run and I try not to run with the phone, just with my other Apple product here. But um, there, there are times I do take my phone. I think, oh, this this thing is quite big to run with. You know, so I, I can see those use cases. Um, I've got, I'll play just in a, another quick clip from Dieter Bone from the Vergecast. And he's going to talk about, you know, like, what is this advantage? Like, does the Samsung actually have a competitive advantage here, being the first mover? Samsung's stated goal is to make folding phones mainstream. Uh, they've got a huge lead on folding phones, and they want them to just be another option, a mainstream viable alternative to the other phones, because if you do want a folding phone, you basically got nowhere else to go unless you, you know, are in China, right? Like there's not a, there, there's not a whole lot of other competition out there that they need to worry about. So if they can make folding phones a thing, they have a huge win on their hands. Yeah. So strategically, I think they're going all in with this. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost like when Apple first introduced the iPhone, I, th I think it's that potentially it's that big. So if everyone yeah. wants a folding <laughs> phone, Samsung is the, I mean, they're already known as that. Let's, let's, you know, try everything and see what sticks kind of, kind of brand. But I think this, this has a chance at that. No. And also having used one UI for the last couple of years, I swap between iPhones and Android phones every two or three years or so to see what's happening. It is an immature state to be able to accommodate hardware like this. Um, and 
you know, I, I think I think Samsung has finally sorted out its upgrade issue with Android, its design issues that they weren't very good at. Um, I used we used to laugh all the time with that weird font that Samsung uses on their earlier devices, but now it's mature enough to say, hey, now the soft now the software in the App Store is kind of figured out. Let's figure out, you know, the the hardware side of things, and mm-hmm. this is this is this is going to push everyone forward. Yeah, let's get into the design uh, a little bit. Um, software design, that is. Mm-hmm. So one of the big things that I quite liked, and I think you got on the screen there, which is the, the little screen on the flip. Um, yeah. I've got a clip, of course. Clip for the flip. Um, what is that screen for, Kelvin? You got it on the screen there, but like, let, let's hear a little bit about it. The fold is like you fold it and there you just there's an Android phone on there. <laughs> and I, I understand exactly how that works. I'm, I'm less clear on the flip. What is that little screen for? What does it do? How does it work? Uh, so it shows you like notifications. Uh, there are like widgets on there for music and uh, your calendar and weather and timers and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, not only widgets, but you, it is a touchscreen, right? So you can yeah. control Spotify. It's a little remote. Um, and obviously, if you're in that Samsung ecosystem, you could do a whole lot of things and opens a door for a lot of things. You can microwave things from your phone. It's a watch the best yeah. way to look at it like one of those uh, pocket watches they used to um, yeah like, hello. and you know that's the other form factor as well i think people who are sick of i think that's the other you know main sort of you know gateway into that addiction for your mobile phone is i'm checking the time i switch on the screen ah let me log in and quickly just you know check reddit or check twitter but if you've got a small little screen that just shows you a clock or a notification you might not be that tempted i know it's a very sort of a very odd way of looking at the little screen how 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 much impact it could have but you know that could be a thing it's a glanceable little thing yeah i think you're right about the watch because it's a similar sort of real estate as as this watch uh apple watch for those listeners yeah uh i've got a second clip on the flip screen i don't know what's in it but i'm just gonna play it okay so it's like a little tiny widget phone yeah can you type on it? You cannot type on it. You can talk to Bixby on it to reply to messages, however. I could. Oh, I could talk to Bixby. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bixby. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time Bixby, Kelvin? Never. To Samsung's credit, they've now removed the Bixby button on my S21. And also, um, typically when you swipe, when you swipe right all from the home screen, it's the Bixby sort of Google-esque type you know, channel that they have. Now you can choose Bigsby or Google. And obviously I pay Google to get my latest news, et cetera. Um, so I think Google and Samsung are now starting to work very close together. We all know that from this unpacked event that the new watchers are going to be using Wear OS 3, which, you know, has been stagnant for a very, very long time now. And Samsung, as part of that agreement, will stop using Tizen. Um, so I, I think I think that relationship is going to get really close. I agree there. I agree there. I know, um, I can't remember if it was this event, but there's been a a big revolution in the way Samsung have just, yeah, like whatever it's called now, is it, it's not quite Android, it's not quite Tizen. It's One UI. One UI. Was mm-hmm. it at this event they announced that? But uh, it, it, it's quite, quite different. So looking forward to one, being in the wild, and then two, seeing something in the wild. <laughs> Maybe 2022, Kelvin. Yeah. 
no, I, I think I think these 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 phones are priced really well. I think if you were considering buying the I don't know the upcoming iPad Mini, for example, um, and if you needed a new phone, you could get both now in one device. So yes, yes. now, um, what about the durability of the actual mechanical? Yeah. What, so two hundred thousand folds. Yeah, and they've also fixed a huge issue. Um, it's now IPX8 rated, um, so it wasn't. I, I don't believe the first and second gen uh, versions were waterproof. So they've they've done something really smart. They've water They've waterproofed both phones. So okay, the 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 fold is basically two phones like smushed together, right? They've waterproofed both phones, and they've put in I think special sort of material to coat the hinge. Um, so even if water did go through the hinge, it can't get into the phones. Um, there's still a chance of dirt going through the hinge, apparently, um, but that's not so much of a big issue uh, these days, right? I mean, you know, how many of us are taking our phones to the beach? Um, so they're they're getting there. I think they can get to a point where it's they're going to get higher IPX ratings. Yeah. So they have you know announced that two hundred thousand folds. That's probably being, you know, conservative. Like if you think about your phone usage and if you did have a foldable, how many times would you open in a day? Oh, 50. 50. I don't know. How much do you TikTok, Calvin? <laughs> All um, the time. Now I've got, I do have a clip from uh, one of the reporters from Mashable. And her name is Brenda Stolya. Um, I don't know. I just I just found her style very quirky, so mostly the clip is for that. But she's going to talk about the durability a, a little bit as well. Samsung added something called Armor Aluminum to the outside, and the company claims it's its strongest aluminum ever on a Galaxy phone. Uh, so that should help to protect it in case you drop it. The display has Samsung's ultra thin glass on it plus Gorilla Glass Victus, which is Corning's strongest glass yet. Is, is a glass part of the screen? Internal? So it's also got a, a third external screen on the outside. Hmm. So I think, I think the back is all glass. Um, but the, 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 the screen on the, when you open the fold up, is definitely not glass, right? It can't be. Um, so... Yes. I think I think the glass she's referring to is on the back. Yeah, but I did I did love her very interesting style there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to clip more of her going forward. <laughs> uh, just put put it out there. Yeah. Um, Should we quickly talk apps for the full? Sure. So Samsung knew that to really get foldable phones mainstream, they needed the apps to be able to switch from a single screen to two screens effectively. So uh, if you are watching us on Twitch right now, you can see that they've worked with Chrome, YouTube, Netflix, Teams, and Office um, to, to sort of make that switch almost seamless and to make that real estate really mean something. And I've seen a couple of demos and they're really impressive. Um, you know, having a keyboard on the bottom when you flip it uh, to do Teams or Microsoft Office um, or using the S Pen to do PowerPoint presentations. Um, I think it all looks like it's working really well. Mm, yeah, and um, Google's already uh, announced um, a lot of, uh, I don't know, design frameworks 
um, as part of the design system to allow for foldable things or, or, or things devices that has screens go go from full size to half a size half a size to full size that sort of thing yeah so I think yeah it's going to be a really interesting space even from a design point of view yeah yeah and you know what the whole Android tablet space is dead but I'm hoping that they can use a lot of that framework and bring it across to this so that devs don't have to you know start from scratch it's all about that grid system Kelvin mm-hmm. I know it mm-hmm all right. Are we about done with Samsung? Yeah, they had a couple of watches and headphones, but nothing to talk about. Let's keep moving. Okay. Okay. I think uh, one one last thing, and I think we'll be pretty quick, but uh, I would be remiss not to mention Tesla. Mm-hmm. And Tesla did have an AI day, they called it. And uh, when you think of Tesla cars and AI, what, what do you think about? Um, how it doesn't run people over. Most most of the time, I think I think that's that's true. <laughs> yes, um, but I think uh, you know Elon came out and kind of like surprised everyone. <laughs> I guess you can say none of this was uh, announced. And um, look, uh, I think it has emerged that it could be a bit of a joke. But I think um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. So this this robot, have you have you seen this robot, the Tesla bot? Oh yes. You mean okay, that's, that's a guy in a suit uh, <laughs> doing a robot walk there, but yeah. it's, it's essentially gonna look like that. Yeah, uh, with a white body with arms and legs, a, a black head with shoulders, and and the whole face head area is a screen. Mm. Um, now, I will obviously play a little bit of a clip from Elon here. Um, some of it, okay, you're going to have to take a, you know, take it with a bit of grain of salt, but this is what he said to the world and the investors. Uh, Tesla is arguably the world's biggest robotics company because our cars are semi-sentient robots on wheels. Neural nets, recognizing the world, understanding how to navigate through the world. Uh, it it kind of makes sense to put that onto a humanoid form. So uh, we think we'll probably have a prototype sometime next year. 2022. Look, we all know what Elon's building. What's He's building a transformer, isn't he? I knew it all along. Hey, this is the first thing I said. I knew it all along. He's building freaking transformers. God damn it. Uh, God damn will it. Will they be a Decepticon or an Autobot, though? Mm, they'll be a, a, a Elon Tacon. <laughs> now, those batteries, they'll be powered those, mm. uh, those blue cubes what did i call that oh um, well the tesseract no i'm kidding um it kind of looks like that so i've always got a I, it was always my sort of the way whenever i see elon in an interview there's a part of me that always says he really wants to get rid of the car business you know well, he's, with he's the been known to psychic say, pigs the like he started tesla just humanoid. to spacex Okay, so I'm looking at technical details of it now. It's going to be 5'8", 125 pounds. Um, Like you said, the head's going to be for showing useful information. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to have 40 electromechanical actuators, 12 in the arm, 2 in the neck, 2 in the torso, 12 in the hands, 12 in the legs. Does it fold? I I don't know. Do apps work with it? Um, It's going to have two axis feet for balancing and four feet back sensing. 
Ooh, I think it would open up. Like it would have to be like something. Nah, okay. it can't be. No, it would have to be something bespoke. I would think yeah, just for this. Yeah, another feature um, that Elon announced as part of this. We're setting it such that it is um, at a mechanical level, at a physical level, uh, you can run away from it, um, <laughs> and, and most likely overpower it. <laughs> so you okay, can here's fight, how it, fight it. Here's how it's going to work. Hmm. If you go for Elon Plus at thirty bucks a month, we'll uh, slow it down a bit for you. So it doesn't kill you. That's I like feature. that. It's a good business model. Yeah. What, what are some of the, like, if this is real, what are some of the use cases, Kelvin? Uh, crash test dummies. Uh, making the cars. Um, expensive crash test dummy. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Elon's always been on, you know, the, the, the path to revolutionize and create a whole new industrial sort of revolution, right? This could replace factory workers. I mean, but we've been talking about that for years. Mm -hmm. um, and Elon might be the man to really take it forward. Um, but, it, you know, he is very good at selling these things. Having it, having him create these things and to take over whole sort of workforces is a totally different ballgame. You know, if I, were, if I were working in the Tesla factory, I'd be slightly concerned. Um, but, I, I, you know, in the next five years, who knows? I mean, if you have a look at the robots that, uh, let's say, another mega logistics company has created, shall go unnamed for now, um, <laughs> their, their robots are not quite, you know, humanoid, right? They're, no, they're kind of boxes yeah. on wheels. Yeah, I wouldn't I would even put them in the same realm as what, you know, Elon's trying to do here. I mean, those are very single-purpose robots, right? They're designed to pack boxes, move things around, move things to point A and point B. Mm -hmm. This looks like a semi-sentient robot that has arms and legs. You know, what else do you use arms and legs for, right? Okay, I'm not quite sure where you want to go with that, but... Um, well, I mean, it's designed to replace a human being. Why make Ooh. it look like a human being if you don't want it to replace a human being? Well, I don't know. Elon wants to merge with the AI, not be replaced by them, but... um. You know that he's also, uh, you know, a fierce, you know, proponent of managing AI and let it not overrun. So I don't know. It's trolling the internet again, trolling the world, or I mean, it's a real thing. We could use it in war. I mean, you don't need an Elon to <laughs> to make that happen. I know, <laughs> he but... may be helping the. Yeah, I, I think I think you know. Let's get a base model going first, and then we can talk about its utility at some point. Um, probably send but obviously, Mars, actually. Yeah, I think I, I think it's uncanny at the same time that Boston Dynamics releases its Atlas program, and they showcase those parkour robots. Um, so, you know, this is this is where we can go, uh, and. Isn't this scarier than Elon's bots? Like there is a fully functioning robot that can parkour across. I think, uh, I think you could outrun that though. Yeah, but Maybe not I think this, it. what if this is a dumbed down version, right? Um, so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, Boston Dynamics, that creepy sort of, you know, dog robot, they, they sort of showed a video on a couple of years ago. Now there is a full humanoid robot that is running up staircases, jumping off, um, you know, rails, they can, you know, throw themselves over, they can land really well. 
Um, I've seen I've seen the B roll where you know these robots are all over the place. Uh, they can do a backflip. Um, so dance. Yeah, I, I and, think and, I think uh, this. Guess um, guess who bought them? Guess who bought Boston Dynamics? I actually don't know who did. Another Google? car company. Oh, Hyundai. who did? Hyundai. Oh. It could have been them or BTS, according to the campaign. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with Hyundai. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all the car companies are buying robotics companies as well. So that's quite interesting. I think there's a bit of, bit of truth in what he said, though. Like, car cars are becoming robots. And, you know, maybe Transformers is, is, is real. They, they may not physically cha- change forms, but mm. a lot of cars will be the most intelligent things out there. Yeah, because Shortly. if you think if you think if you look at your phone, right, um, it can it can sort of you know it can sort of deliver basic AI ML tasks now using the chips that it has. Whether you think of Snapdragon or Google's you know um, processors, if you put that in the size of a car, you know what I mean? Like a processor housed by a machine the size of a car. The amount of processing you could do, the amount of technology you could stuff in there is it's gonna need some immense. big fans. It's gonna need some big fans. Um, it's a it's a it's a drive it's a server basically. You're driving around the server in the future. Um, so you know what? Maybe Kit, you know, isn't such a far away utopia. Fully agree. I think we should wrap it up there, Kelvin. Alrighty. Thanks for coming back and listening to us on our comeback episode at 171. If you want to listen to the other 170 episodes, don't forget to check out our podcast at thenakedtechpodcast.com. Let us know what you think. We're open to new ideas all the time. Kelv out. Jeff out. And oh my God, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I'd live for After this stuff. five months. The outro is really soft, by the way. It's too is soft. It just me? Yeah. I got it. I put a real blur. Oh, there you go. Uh, you can wrap that up later. Uh, Boston Dynamics. Have, haven't you seen the BTS footage? I haven't. I'll have a look.